Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy. Come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics, and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sipping iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the 6570 Family Project podcast. You guys, my name is Nellie Harden and I am your host. And today we are talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart. And that has to do with wellness, right? And wellness has played so many different roles in my life. It's looked like so many different things. It's been defined by so many different things. And so the question really is, what does wellness have to do with self-led leadership? And I teach wellness in part of my uh, family life and leadership coaching for a big reason. And I'm going to kind of step through some of that today, but let, like any good thing, there's a backstory here as to why I think this is such a big part of what we are doing with our families today. So let me ask you this. What is your definition of wellness, right? We hear all these things. We see all these things everywhere. There's, you know, an image or a fun saying for everything. When it comes to wellness, you see the balanced rocks, you see the meditating, you see the take this, do that, right? What is your definition of wellness? Well, mine, I will tell you in the very early days, it was what is on a label, right? So I was a Diet Coke versus Coke, right? Bake Lays versus Ruffles, right? Um, And I was a kid of the 80s. And so that to me was like, oh, well, if I'm eating quote unquote diet something, then that means that I am well, or I am doing well, right? In in the nutrition and the wellness game, you guys, I had so many lunches of Diet Coke and Bake Lays in my past. It's not even funny. I still definitely crave that sometimes, even though I know it's no good, no bueno. Um, but I mean, even growing up, I, my uh, parents, mom, if you're listening to this, I know you're going to remember this, the turkey diet, right? We went through the turkey diet, which was insane. Literally every meal, everything was turkey, everything. I mean, I, I can't think of something that we didn't make that didn't start with turkey, fill in the blank, turkey, fill in the blank, turkey, fill in the blank, right? And so these kind of like fad diets and this idea of, uh, you know, what to eat and how to be healthy, especially during the eighties. And then I was a gymnast. And so there was things that my coaches were telling me things that my other fellow gymnasts were telling me to do some of them, definitely not healthy. Some of them a little bit better, all these things. So wellness looked different for me back then. And then when college started, right, I started experiencing and realizing that it had so much more to do with 
what you ate. It didn't matter if it had a diet or light label on it per se. It mattered what you ate. And I went from uh, omnivore, right? With heavy emphasis on the carnivorous edge. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, I grew up in Michigan. I had, a, you know, big hunting in my family and I ate a lot of meat. I, my favorite thing to eat used to be prime rib. Well, I went from that to uh, Halloween night of 1996 to going vegan. And then a couple years after that, I went from vegan to vegetarian. Man. And I've been staying there since, uh, friends. So I have, I still am a veg head and I have been ever since Halloween of 1996, which is forever ago. Right. But anyway, when I first went from, you know, omnivore and doing all these things to vegan, what did that mean for me then? It meant I ate Cheerios like every day, all day. I just ate Cheerios and rice. Well, was that wellness? Of course it wasn't, but I didn't know that then. And then when I went from being a vegan to being a vegetarian, oh my goodness, the floodgates of cheese just came into my life and I could not get enough of it for years. I I mean, growing up in Michigan, you're right next to Wisconsin. I, you know, I have a close a geographic cousin of a cheese head. And I love cheese. I still love cheese to this day. Do I have it as much as I did during that time when I first transitioned? No. Um, but that's what it really mattered. I started realizing during that time, what you ate. And then of course, mental wellness really started to play a part in my life through my own experiences, uh, throughout college and friends that I had that were going through experiences as, as well and understanding really how mental wellness also affects everything from thinking and feeling and hormones and even the body physically and what was it manifesting and happening inside the body. Well, Another definition change came after college because I real or I started adopting too and taking that in that wellness equals movement, right? I wasn't on a huge college campus anymore. I wasn't walking around and trying to get from class to class. And I actually had a car. And so I could drive after that, all of that. And so, I mean, you should have seen me. I got married when I was 22 man, oh man, was I running for my wedding, right? I was like, I am going to fit into that dress. I'm going to look good in that dress. And I did, but really wellness took on looking like movement then, right? So another definition chain or came then you guys, after my wedding, it was all scrubs and Mexican after that. And <laughs> back to my diet Coke and bake lays life, right? And all of that was just kind of happening. And I, I then started having babies. I swear my first baby, uh, um, Skyla, my oldest, you guys have heard from before her entire pregnancy was basically, uh, fueled by Portillo's cheese fries and chocolate malts. And, um, and then I had, uh, I went through a heavy running phase after that. And again, movement. So I was recycling all these old ideas of what wellness was right. Well, in 2008, we just moved into a brand new house and I didn't know the neighbors. So this was, um, uh, December, uh, of 2008, we had just moved in end of October. We had three little babies. And so, you know, life was hectic and I didn't know many neighbors or anything. My husband comes downstairs from, uh, you know, we both put the kids to bed. I came down, I started, um, doing whatever in the kitchen, probably dishes. And he comes down and he very calmly says, uh, so I think I'm going to 
going to go to the hospital. And I was like, excuse me, what? And he just looks at me very calmly, very melancholy, melancholy and says, yeah, my heart's not working. And I said, what? And so that was a page turner that, that moment right there changed the page long story, really, really, I mean, years long story short, and he's still here and he's great, but he, uh, was ended up being diagnosed after a few days in ICU, trying all the drugs, uh, having to, um, uh, possibly paddle him back into rhythm and all of this and many, many, um, uh, treatments and things. He had to have heart surgery in 2010, which is a big part of my story that I talked about in the, uh, very first episode of this podcast. But all of that to say that during this time, the power of micronutrition, and I was, you would ask me that like six months before all that happened, I would have been like micro what, but micronutrition really uh, started to reveal itself. And actually how true wellness is a beautifully precise orchestra of body functions and thoughts and feelings and decisions and actions and all of this. And it's not just the fats, carbs, proteins, right. Um, that I learned in health class and I don't know, circle 11th grade sometime. And I distinctly remember I was probably, I was, well, I definitely know I was younger. I was reading a textbook, my health textbook. This might've been like seventh grade y'all. And there was a little boy, uh, cartoon drawing of a boy playing soccer. And it was like, this is health summed up in one picture. And it just said, uh, if your calories in are bigger than your calories out, then you are fat. And if your calories out, I'm sorry, in are less than your calories out, then you are skinny and healthy and can play. And I was like, that's all that, that wellness was right. Well, no. Right. We, I had been through all these definitions. I had been through all these experiences. And then now we had our own experience in our, in our home that we had to deal with. And I saw the power of real food and how it could do and had to have it because it was what stepped up everything else. And we used that in order to fight back over years to get my husband's health back and then retain it for all of these years. And I wanted to then turn around after we did that and help others too. And over time and much, much work with families, and I started coaching them, uh, teaching them what I had learned because I wanted other families to avoid what we had been through, right? I didn't want other families to have a moment where the husband came downstairs and said, I think I'm going to the hospital because my heart isn't working, right? That was a terrifying moment. And I didn't want other people to go through that. So I stepped in and I was like, I was called to you guys. I am a total introvert. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I really felt called to do it. And I was like, I can't avoid this calling. Uh, just, it was, it was in me. And so it's for me, right? If it's in you, it's for you. And that was what happened. So against all natural instincts, I stepped up and I started helping others, but going through that and helping families and coaching them, interviewing so many people and working in communities, my, my own path, as well as the others, 
the definition of wellness, the broader, truer version of wellness really came into focus. And it's really how we manage stress, right? It's how we think and it's how we rest and it's what we intake, like what we drink, what we eat, and it's what we do. And it's the environments around us. It's all of that, that is wellness. And it's not just one area of this. It has to be all of them working together. And it depends on when we spend some time thinking about these, think about this. It's uh, how you manage your stress, right? It is your thought processes and your perspectives that push all your decision-making, right? It is your ideas on rest, right? Is rest futile or is it necessary? Do you guys, um, it just popped in my head. Do you guys remember that Seinfeld or Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode where, Oh, you guys, I don't even remember what was a Cooper Kramer. There we go. Uh, he decided to stop sleeping because it was a quote unquote waste of time. And he was getting in like maybe an hour or two at a time. And of course what happened, he went crazy and then he zonked out for like days on end. Right. Because he had this idea that rest was futile. Like it doesn't matter. I'm here to live. I can, I can rest later. Um, what about your thoughts and feelings around food and how you use it and how you view it or your thoughts and feelings around staying active and how you use your body physically, right. And how you set up the environment around you. If you start having these conversations, I just realized how fast I'm talking. So sorry. Um, <laughs> I listen to everything, you guys, everything on like three or four speed, uh, because I just, I listen quickly and I can get through it faster, but then I find sometimes I start talking really fast too. So I'm trying to be very conscientious about that for you all. But anyway, when you start really diving in and having these conversations with people about, you know, the rest and food and activity and all of this, it all calls back to the childhood. It all does you guys, this 6,570 days of training, this runway that we have toward adulthood for my kids. And in my research, it doesn't matter if the people that I interviewed were still in their childhood, they would still say when I was a kid, right? How many kids that I, I, I have, uh, one of my daughters is turning 12 tomorrow. Two of them turned 14 today. And anyway, um, it doesn't matter if they are 12, they'll be like, well, when I was a kid, you know, and you're like, mm, still a kid, but it doesn't matter when I was a kid. Right. Uh, or if I was interviewing people in their twenties, forties or nineties, it all came back to this 65, 70, you guys. And I would hear things from my clients and my community and, and everything like, well, when I was a kid, I used to hear, you know, you can rest when you're dead, right? Have you guys ever heard that one? You can rest when you're dead, or if you want something done, do it yourself. That is a real big thinking one right there. If you want something done, do it yourself. Uh, you know, never mind collaboration, never mind learning how to work with people because you can't trust anyone. And if you want something done, do it yourself, right? Um, no rest for the weary, right? Uh, finish your plate. Kids in Ethiopia are starving. That was a big one. Uh, what about, uh, just rewards that are circling around food? Um, and there's habits and hangups that, uh, surround some families with alcoholism or different kinds of addictions, right. And the environments that people grew up in and 
what is, it's so different now than it was in the eighties, nineties, or even early two thousands. And you know what, it's going to be different a decade from now than what it is right now too. It's always, always changing. That's why I love to stick with the ever-changing alien proof, um, uh, pillars of leadership within yourself here at the 6570 family project, because it doesn't matter if I'm talking to someone, if I could, and I had a time machine, if I was talking to someone in 1920 or 3020, these pillars are still always going to be the same. But anyway, for this and many, many other reasons, I truly believe that when we can help a family, we can help the world because all of these things around wellness which really lead into that self-led leadership and that inner compass that we're looking at, they all start back in the 6570. And the family unit is the absolute core of every culture and every future. So you cannot teach or learn and focus or make great decisions or have your best life if you're filled with all these things that do not serve you, not just from what you eat or what you drink, but from all those other areas too. And I mean, think about it. You can fill yourself with kale and purple cabbage like all day, right? I mean, please don't go out and just fill yourself with kale and purple cabbage, but you can do that and still not have a great life filled with focus and impact and time mastery and mindset and these core beliefs that drive you and help you move uh, through your goals to accomplishments and in, in your everyday life, right? So having one of those things is not going to be the be all end all. It is not going to be all of your wellness right there. It all fits. It all matters. And it is learned now. It is learned right now with your kids in the 6570. And let me tell you what, it is learned even if you are learning right beside them. It, it is. And it is changing. And you are helping them just as much as you are helping yourself and along the way. Parenting does not require you to have it all figured out on day one. No one does. So never feel that pressure. I know we all do, but try not to feel that pressure because no one has parenting figured out on day one. Most of us don't have parenting figured out, you know, on day 6,560, right? But we are learning and open to learning along the way. That is what parenting requires. It requires that we are open to the adventure and open to learning all the time, all the time. There's never a wall that says I am done learning. My way is my way. And this is what you need to abide to. And this is the way that it is, right? Because the world is always changing. So you always have to be in this constant state of critical thinking, right? We talk a lot about critical thinking on this podcast because it is so essential. It is essential for you. It is essential for your kids. And it's essential for you guys to do it together as a family. I mean, you are the architect, right? You are designing, you are planning, and you are building the foundation of their life. The first 18 years of their life is being built because of you and with whatever direction and whatever teaching you are giving them. So side note, if you guys are not already, if any of you listeners are not already in the family architects community, um, it's the family architects club actually. And that is our community. Then be sure to head over to my website. It's nellieharden.com. So N E L L I E. So many people like to spell it with a Y, but N E L L I E H A R D E N 
Com, right? Um, head on over to my website. You could scroll down on that first page and you will see an invite there to the Family Architects Club. And you're going to want to get in there. It's completely free, of course. And this is where we really dive in and have some of those questions answered each and every week. And we collaborate with one another. So definitely go in and take advantage of that. Join the club. It's a good club to be in because we are all architects of our families right now. So what does wellness have to do with self-led leadership? You guys, everything, it has everything to do with it. how people are thinking and what they are doing and what they are taking in and how they're managing stress and how they are thinking, right. And the environments that are set up around them. And I love dive, diving deep into this with all of my people. I'd love to dive deep into this uh, with you. You know where to reach me. Uh, send, drop me a DM. I'd love to dive into this with you and your family specifically and see where we can help. But right now, I hope you guys have a great day and I hope that you look at wellness maybe a little bit differently today. Maybe you just ask yourself, how do I define wellness, right? How do I define wellness? And how does my kid define wellness? And how does that lead to their self-led leadership in the future and right now? Okay. All right. You guys have a wonderful day and happy building. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, nellieharden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you loved the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.